Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. This is episode 383, and before we get into it, you know what I'm going to ask you to do? Make my dreams come true. Go to the podcast, rate it five stars. I know this is something you can do. Woohoo! Yes, please rate us five stars. We're looking for a thousand five-star ratings. It's a quick thing you can do to help the podcast, and it means so much to me ahead of time, so thank you guys so much. And email us. Email us any questions or suggestions for the podcast, Comedy at gmail.com. Also, call us. Give us a call. Call the pod, 513-916-0930. Leave us a message for an opportunity for that to be played on the podcast. And this week, we're talking about how to stay organized and ways to stay organized. And I give you a list of all the ways that I do that. And I humble brag about my new studio. So I hope you guys enjoy this week's episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast with the one, the only, your cordial host, Jesse Mae Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Mae Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Oh, that's in the beginning. I thought I was doing the intro, which you already heard. How's everybody doing? I feel really, really good. I am still asking for your help. I got to check the phone to see where we're at because we've been requesting for a thousand five-star reviews. I'm on a mission and I won't sleep. Well, I will sleep because I really do love sleep, but I will not sleep until it's done. It is the only way that I will feel success is if I get a thousand five-star ratings. So go right to your cell phone, go to your laptop, figure it out. There's a fella who, who Ron, I think, said that it was a confusing situation. Come on, Ron. We built so many amazing structures and buildings, and there's the Great Wall of China. That's pretty impressive. We can figure out how to give a five- <laughs> We can figure out how to give a five-star review, right? Let's see how many we have. I'm going to scroll down and see. 592. 4.8. Guys, that is not going to cut it. It's just not going to cut it. It's it's good, but it's not great. 
and I'm trying to make the pod great again. It's funny because last week's episode was make comedy great again, I believe. Yes, I'm looking at it right now. And a fella, somebody commented on that on, on the YouTube page. I, let me see if I can even find it because I think people misunderstood what I was saying. It was not a political statement. Let's just clear the air there. I was not trying to be political. I was trying to be ironic. And it in no way has anything to do with anything. It's just a fun title. So let's see. Oh, oh, there we go. Me hearing me. Oh, God. Nightmare. 21 comments under this. Um, I'm so glad to see a new episode. Been eating a dose of Jesse May. Would never known about McDonald's Crocs if it weren't for Jesse May. <laughs> well, that's also um, Deb coming in with the links. The Kardashian article is ridiculous. Cedar sinai I, 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 That really was ridiculous. We don't have to go back into it. Last week's episode was a hoot. Let's see. Um, here we go. Alan. Who, you know, Alan... Alan leaves a comment on every video, so I'm not even going to hate on Alan. I'm, I am I love a debate. If you know me, I love a debate, and I've always been that way. I used to drive my mom nuts with the way I would debate her. She'd be like, you just want to fight, Jessica. Jesus. And it wasn't even about the fight. It was about coming at something from two perspectives and letting the other person know that my perspective was right. <laughs> Deb said she knew I was going to say that. You're rude. You're not wrong. So it's not that, you know, I'm trying to prove Alan right by any sense. I appreciate him because he does leave adorable comments under the videos on YouTube. And, and I don't even know if, if Alan, I don't know where you live, Alan, but I appreciate you. I'm going to read your comment. You said, I think you probably have more fans than you realize that lean conservative politically. I didn't even consider that, to be honest, Alan. But appreciate quality comedy. They just don't walk around wearing MAGA hats. Thanks for the laugh. <laughs> you're right. And I realize what you're saying now is the guy who came to my show in the MAGA hat was obviously a politically a, a conservative-leaning fella. But to walk around wearing that hat is just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's somebody who's looking for a fight. Me talking about why, you know, the pop music of the early 2000s is the greatest era of music that ever was. Try and fight me on it. You won't win. You just won't win. You won't win. There's too many, there's too many bangers. But you wear a dumb hat, you're looking for a fight. We don't, we don't need any more fights. There's enough. There's enough fight in the world. There's enough problems in the world. And I realized this week I solved a bunch of problems. I solved a bunch of my own problems. It's amazing when you have a little bit of space. You can answer some of your own questions. We're too busy trying to solve a bunch of issues that we don't even have time to deal with our own. And sometimes it's hard to find... A moment for yourself but for me when I can find a moment for myself I'll really shut down I'll go inward where whatever that means it, literally inside my house it if I ever come back in another life as a creature creature it would be a turtle 
I just love the idea of having a shell around me at all times that I can just pop into if someone's annoying, if they have halitosis, if they're wearing MAGA hats. Just want to tuck in there, drink a little mug of hot cocoa and F off like nothing's bothering me. But I did that after I got home from the holidays. Oh, that's right. It just was Thanksgiving. I'm back. And I had some time to really incubate with myself. That's not what you think it means. So don't don't take it there. Don't be gross. Even though I just did and you probably weren't even thinking that way and I just made you think that way and you're like, oh, that's strange. I didn't even consider that's what you meant. Don't go there. Don't. Let me fix this. I'm already fucking with this. Hold on. I was able to create some space for myself. And in those moments where I have nothing to do and nothing required of me, performance-wise or podcast-wise or anything of the like, there's calmness and tranquility and quiet. And in that calmness, tranquility, and quiet, I find some answers. I find some answers. I'm able to kind of just sit and be and things start coming to me. I'm sure you guys might experience that as well. You know, some of you take a little toky toke of the jazz cabbage of the devil's lettuce and you get the perspective. That's always fun. You sit at the beach and you look at the sunset and boom, an idea pops in your head and solved a problem you had from two years ago. And the answer was divorce. I know it seems like a simple solution, but sometimes the simple answers come to us the most difficult ways in the hardest ways. So I was able to just kind of sit and be, and I had an epiphany. And the epiphany was one of the reasons, even though I'm the most, I'm so organized, it's annoying, but there's always room for improvement with my organization. One of the reasons I was having difficulty with this whole work from home concept and finding my flow in the whole work from home because we have created a studio in my garage. I also have been working from my home and writing from my home since quarantine. One of the difficulties I've had with that is that there's no separation in my home. I have constant reminders of what I do for work and who I am on stage and who I am as a podcaster and it makes it difficult for me to kind of exist as a human being in my place without there being any requirement of me. And I realized it was creating this low-level, consistent stress rumble within me. Just a consistent rumbling of stress. Kind of like a white noise, but of anxiety. And it was a constant reminder that I had something to do. I had something to do and something to finish. And so I thought, man, this is really fucking with my flow because the constant stress of needing to do something or get something done was, in fact, interfering with my ability to finalize and finish getting things done. I hear a puppy whining outside. Do you hear that? And my heart just, I'm like, well, I got another dog. I hear a puppy whining intriguing like well sounds like I got another dog anyways what I discovered is that it was hard for me to stay organized because it was a constant reminder 
of all the things I needed to do that I didn't have enough space in my own place to create space in my mind and my soul for me to have the inspiration then to create. So the epiphany came like a shot through the dark, like Cupid's arrow into the heart of another lover. I always wondered why Cupid didn't just shoot the arrow for himself. Does he shoot it over the lovers? I don't know the folklore enough. If you guys know it, email me, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail. Tell me what the Cupid folklore is. I don't need to Google everything. Sometimes wondering and not knowing the answer is beautiful in of itself. But that epiphany shot into my spirit. And it was, make your garage your office. And it sounds so simple. Sometimes the simplest solution is the most difficult to come by. And I thought, oh my God. I'm going to put everything that reminds me of work and the things I've accomplished and everything I've loved over this career and this lifetime and what I've been able to achieve in this space to keep this space as a reminder of who I am in one aspect of my life. And it's funny because I was telling Deb about this and she goes, well, what are you going to do? What'd you do in, in your house? Like, what about all the stuff that was in your house? It's now out here. There's more space now there. And who knows, I might put up a painting of Bob Ross. That is a fair middle ground, I feel, where Bob does remind me of what I do for a living because we reference him a lot. But then again, who wouldn't love a lovely painting, like a velvet painting of Bob Ross in their living room? Now it's created space for me to cr be creative on the other side of who I am. A non-performer. Somebody who's just a person living and enjoying life in Marshalls. Who knows what I'll find in Marshalls? Now I have a reason to go to Marshalls, everybody. So I'm going to tell you at the end of the pod ways that I have achieved or ways that I have become more organized and how I approach this whole project here in the garage, which has been a, a year-long process, maybe even longer. From ideation to execution – it's probably been longer than a year, I would think. Because we were going to get a, a studio space by the airport, Santa Monica Airport, and hopefully try and get some donations from all of those people with their private planes that land on and land in Santa Monica Airport. You think that wasn't a strategic move? Yeah, we're going to have an office right next to the Santa Monica Airport. Why? Why? Because millionaires are flying to have lunch in Napa. And we sure would love them to contribute to the podcast. Friendly reminder to give us a five-star rating. <laughs> so this whole process of finalizing something, for me, I realize I have about a year turn turnaround. And that might seem like a short time for some people. It might seem like a really long time, but from the moment of me ideating until me actually executing sometimes takes over a year. And a lot of the ideas are big ideas, but I'm somebody who needs to percolate. But I'm also somebody who's had a busy, hectic life that hasn't had enough space to create and uh, enough understanding of myself to know that I need a certain level of space from everything, everyone and everything I do in order to be able to show up and have these fun ideas and be creative and just kind of feel more present and in tune with my ability to create because I, I do love to 
make things and make things fun. Anywho, I thought of something this morning. I sometimes I talk about myself in a bad way. You know, you guys do that. You're like, oh, you say you just say these like little things under your breath or in your mind. And oh, I could never do that. Or I'm not smart enough for that. There's just these little dumb shit talking comments that we say to ourselves that we literally would never say to somebody we really care about. If the person in my head was somebody in my life, I wouldn't hang out with them. And there was just this passing thought in my mind because <laughs> it's one of the oldest things I do. I'm, I'm definitely meant to be an 80-year-old woman. I'm Benjamin Button. I do crosswords every morning. And this crossword book has proven to be rather freaking difficult. This Penny Press Spring 2023 $6.99 Family Favorites crossword puzzles spring special puzzle pleasure for your entire family no it's not that's i actually wonder if i could sue them because the entire family you think elliot's going to be able to know a word uh let's see there's one here 63 across this one haunted me in my sleep i thought about this word in my sleep and i couldn't remember it and i thought something's not right with me i need more ginkgo biloba here's this the clue conspiracy i thought oh the answer sam tripoli it's got to be sam tripoli how many letters was not sam tripoli the answer was cabal c-a-b-a-l never heard of the word i've heard of it in a satanic fashion and then i thought well i don't know enough i feel like i should know a word that means conspiracy and then 64 across is adam's grandson who the fuck is adam which adam adam sandler Adam, uh, John Adams, uh, that's not a, f a first Adam, um, Adam Scott, Adam, uh, the, then it's the original Adam. I didn't know he had a godson. I'm supposed to know that Adam had a godson. His name, Enos. Enos can honestly walk off a cliff. Enos's mom definitely shops at a farmer's market and she buys avocados that are $75 to the pound. That's how I feel about Enos. But now he's burned in my brain forever. So this is not a family crossword puzzle. Whose family? Maybe the Vanderbilts. Maybe, maybe Anderson Cooper's family. Certainly not mine. I consider myself somewhat intelligent. Dumb in various areas. There goes that voice that came out and said, said something out loud. And it was very rude and we don't like her. But I'm certainly not an, a, a genius even though I was school bus to a special school when I was younger. Check out that podcast episode where we talk about that with my mom. I was school bus to a special school. I went to a school called Blodgett in Syracuse. And that's where they taught special children advanced things like Greek mythology and how to take your ADD meds properly. So this puzzle really threw me for a loop. And I was frustrated because I couldn't get through this one right here. 63 I have a process when I do crossword puzzles. <laughs> this is fascinating content. <laughs> I have a process. If I don't know the word at all, I'll circle the number. Because that means it's a, it's a clue or a word I can learn. If I do know it, I just cross it out as I, as I get it done. This one had a lot of circles. This one, we were circling left and right. This one was a tough one. And, you know, I said to myself, man, I, I don't think I can finish this. But then I thought... 
well, hey, I need a little bit of help and that's okay. We all need a little bit of help to finish everything that we want to do. We don't do anything alone. You know, even, except, I guess, except for women who give birth and don't have anybody. That's dark. But somewhere, some, some woman is giving birth in, in a dark room and there's no one else besides her and the baby. And that's, that's probably the only scenario where there's literally no one helping you doing anything. Everywhere else, like, you know, these rappers that are like, I came up on my own. I did it on my own. No, you didn't, little juicy, little jizzy. No, you didn't. You had a lot of help. You had so much help. <laughs> it's got to be a rapper somewhere. That's a SoundCloud rapper in Atlanta for sure. An Atlanta SoundCloud rapper named Lil Jizz. No one does anything alone. And so I needed some help. And thankfully, these crosswords are they're smart because I know not everybody is smart. They know there's a lot of dumb people that think they're smart and they do, do crosswords at airports to make everyone else think that they're smart. So they've got the clues at the back. I really needed a lot of help on 63 use the clues way too often felt bad about myself because I couldn't finish a freaking crossword then I woke up to 64 and I thought you know 64 is difficult too the first the first clue was t-men and I go I don't know what this is and I'm not going to try it so I didn't try to do the crossword puzzle and then I thought man I can do this it's just words how hard are words I thought T-men, kind of like G-men. I feel like that's military. No, it's not military. It's like, it's like maybe government. And I thought, oh, the feds. And I got the feds. And then I sort of went along slowly. And instead of doing what I normally do, it's go through the entire thing and just find the ones I know right away and fill those in, which is a smart move. It makes it so you can get the other words that are perpendicular. But... I said, I'm going to go one by one and make this sucker, make me work for it. And uh, I couldn't finish. <laughs> but I bring this all up because what I realized is so many of the things I don't finish because I believe the things I say to myself. And it sounds so stupid and simple, but really just the simple notion that I said, I can do this. It's just a crossword. It changed my whole day. It set my whole day in, into a different energy field and, and, and a different vibe. And it's so subtle. But sometimes that's what it takes is these little subtle ways to adjust yourself in order to get you on the right path. And, you know, I have a routine in the morning. It's hard to keep up because I travel a lot. <clears throat> but the routine has a lot of steps. And I'm kind of stringent with the steps which can make it difficult because the routine's meant to sort of be free and open and find my flow and it seems sort of antithetical to have a stringent approach to something that's meant to be free and flowing but it works for me one of the things I do is I take my dogs for a walk in the early morning and I like to catch you know that early sun because all these Instagram doctors say it's good for you to look at the sun and burn your retina. It used to be we had to sun our perineum. Now it's just to fry your retina at 7 a.m. with that early morning sun. So I go and I stare until my irises singe into tiny little grape seeds. And I was on a walk and I realized how fast I was walking. And I realized just how fast I was walking when I passed a guy who was walking slow. And I thought, 
what does this guy know that I don't? Why is this guy walking so slow? And then I thought, oh, he's enjoying his walk. Then it made me have an epiphany about how I do everything I do. I do everything so fast. And not everything because I have self-awareness now and understand myself. But I do everything so fast. I speak fast. I think fast. And one of the biggest obstacles I've had is slowing down. And that's what I keep hearing from the universe is just to slow down. You need to slow down, slow down. And I see this guy walking slow and I'm like, man, he's got it figured out. He's enjoying his walk. He's walking slow. He has nowhere to be. He's not trying to get anywhere. He doesn't have something else he has to do right after. Or maybe he does and he's just able to give himself enough time to enjoy what he's doing. And it made me slow my pace because I realized I wasn't walking my dogs. I was trying to get through walking my dogs to get it done. I wasn't walking them. I was trying to get through the moment. I wasn't in the moment, wasn't experiencing the moment. I just was trying to finish the moment. And while that can serve you in certain areas of your life, definitely doesn't serve you when you're walking. You should just walk. And so I had that epiphany. Man, when I'm out here walking, I needed to walk and just walk and walk slow and enjoy the freaking walk. And yeah, stop and smell the roses. Well, maybe not in LA because people are freaks. And if you smell your neighbor's roses, they might, I don't know, shoot you from the window because they think you're one of the street zombies. Rightfully so especially on the West side, there's a lot of ooby goobies in the streets. So I get it, but literally stop and smell the roses. And it, it just made me realize I, I speed through all the things that I do in life. And I think if we just slow down, we can actually try to experience them a little bit more presently. And yeah, if you're a mom listening, you're like, it's easy for you to say, I've got four kids, two jobs and six ex-husbands. I get that. I get that. I feel you couple things a couple more things before we get to my staying organized list for you guys I love a list let's see we talked about the crosswords talked about slow walker oh, I thought about this do we do we need huge restaurants do we need all of these restaurants with their merch there's so many restaurants and big corporate run restaurants everything except for red lobster can go maybe applebee's And Carrabba's. I do love a Carrabba's situation. But there's so many restaurants with so much food. And they've got t-shirts and hats. And there's people starving everywhere. I just feel like there's way too many restaurants. They're too big. And why does a restaurant need a merchandise section? What are you, Matt Rife? Why do you have a whole section of merch? I'm just trying to get some rigatonis. And they're they're subpar. Okay, I don't think I need a t-shirt to remind me of the dry sauce that was on the rigatonis here, okay? And and I'm not talking about Carrabba's. There's probably Olive Garden probably doesn't have that good a sauce, but some people consider that Italian. That's a whole debate I'm not going to get into because I don't want my ancestors to crawl out of the dirt in Sicily and come and punch me in the face. But it made me think, I I was at a a big restaurant. I was... I was on the East Coast somewhere and I just thought this place is just so big and, and there's so many it's just too big. I love small restaurants. Like I think people, here's an idea because I think essentially what happens is somebody has an idea, right? For a restaurant and big corporate restaurants aside, somebody opens a restaurant and it becomes popular. Their next gut reaction is to expand. They either put a addition, 
to the restaurant. They buy the building next door. They expand the front seat area outside, whatever it is. And then the, the next move is, well, let's franchise. Let's open up another, another location. So now they got two locations. And then there's three. And then they franchise. And it becomes a global thing. Here's an idea. Keep it small. Keep it special. Don't expand. Don't buy the building next door. Keep it exclusive. Make people wait two hours. Keep the food and the service quality. I realize it may be difficult and the restaurant industry is so difficult, but this idea can go to so many things in the world. I think our obsession with expansion and franchising ruins experience. It ruins quality and it drives me nuts. I'd rather go to a hole-in-the-wall restaurant, one of my favorite restaurants in New York, called Supper on the Lower East Side. It's as big as it is. If it's expanded since I've been in New York, I'm going to be pissed, and I'll give you an update when I go. Small little Italian place, dark. There's little corners and caches and everywhere where you can sit. They got specials for the day. It's so delicious. That, to me, is an idea, ideal place to go eat. Not these big places with bright lights, but I do realize not everyone has that advantage to experience places like this, but support small local places. Support them. The food tends to be better. And if I'm getting out of the house and I'm putting on nice pants, not sweatpants, you better you better wow me with your with your food. You better wow me. Cause I'm changing the game. I, I didn't do Black Friday deals. I did one small business Saturday and I did zero cyber Monday and I felt like I was gonna have a panic attack I'm like I'm missing out on the deals I need a new mattress oh my god the tv's $400 off even though it actually is $400 and everyone's just being scammed by Target and I don't like to talk badly about my girl but you know let's just calm down let's make some gifts let's buy some resale. Let's shop small. Let's shop on Etsy, even though Etsy sometimes is so freaking expensive. I think the whole point is bigger is not always better. And expansion doesn't always equal expanded quality. And I think maybe I'm just getting older and I want a quieter day with crosswords and dogs. <laughs> okay, let me get to this list because I've got to go record a deuce podcast after this. Okay, so I am a very organized person, like I said in the beginning of this podcast. And I realized in the process of creating the studio that there were a lot of hangups for me and and things that were roadblocks for me being able to actually finish putting all this together. And I do consider myself, when I look at people in this industry, friends I know, comedians and those types of people, everyone's a mess. They're a mess and they're so disorganized. So I consider myself a very organized person within this industry. Number one way to stay organized, start small. I think for me, I looked at the garage and I, I, I think I just had such a big idea and overwhelmed myself that I didn't even think to just put up the sound board and then put up the grass behind me. I, I'm not laying on a field. I know it looks like I'm floating over a field because of the grass behind me. Start small. Tackle each little thing. Then hang up your decor, hang up the lights, take it task by task. And second thing, maybe should be the first, make a list. I made a list for the podcast. Make a list. It makes it so much easier. Also seeing your achievement for me. Oh God, it's like crack. I love crossing out a to-do. 
I love crossing out a to-do. It's like taking a hit of a crack pipe for me. I've never done that, but I imagine it's the same feeling. I get that dopamine rush. I'm like, oh my God, I finished something. I'm a productivity whore. This feels great. Make a list. Check it twice. Cross it out. You're going to feel nice. Put that on a bumper sticker. Cut out distractions. I realized one of my biggest distractions, ironically, my cell phone. Because it's dinging and it's binging and it's popping and locking and things are getting in the email and the DMs, the, the chat threads, the texts, the message boards, my Reddit account. Way too many ways to communicate. Shut it all off. I put do not disturb. When I need to tackle a task, do not disturb. Number four, make it fun. Look, there's one thing I know about life is that, yes, it can be stressful, but you have to find ways to make it fun. In order to it, in order to achieve it, in, in in order to actually look forward to doing it, I know for me, I need this to be fun. That's why I put some fun photos up. That's why I have a rug down. I got my dog beds in here. It's got to be fun in order for me to want to actually do it. So make it fun. And five, I guess this is kind of like four. Enjoy your progress. Stand back and and take a look at what you've achieved and be like, yeah, man, I did that. Not for too long, because you got some stuff to get done. So don't do it for too long. You, you do have a right to enjoy what you're doing in life, but not to a point where you're just bragging about it. You know, I'm bragging about my amazing studio, which I will be bragging about probably for the next six to seven episodes. And this isn't necessarily on the list, but it's a way that I have been able to write. I've been working on a bunch of projects and it's hard for me to sit down and focus. The Pomodoro uh, technique, or there's various ways to describe it. 25 minutes on, five minutes off. Writing for 25 minutes, I take a five minute break. And then I look forward to snacks. So I'll write, 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 get lost in the writing, knowing I've got a cheese snack waiting for me on the counter. You're probably thinking, don't leave it on the counter because Carlin's gonna jump up and eat it. You're right. That's why I kept Carlin out of the kitchen so that my cheese is sitting just delicately on the edge of the counter waiting for me to consume it. So find ways to make yourself motivated. Find ways to keep yourself organized. You know, start small, make a list, cut out your distractions, make it fun, enjoy your progress. Try the Pomodoro technique. Let me know how it works. Don't forget to rate the podcast. You guys are keeping this going for me, for us. The studio is because of you guys. So thank you so, so much. I appreciate you. And if you have any corrections, any input or suggestions for topics, jessiemaypalusocomedy at gmail.com. Love you guys. Have a great week. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all the other places as well. I love you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.